Welcome to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. Letty Ann here, Real Estate You with Letty Ann. Welcome back to Season 2. I'd also like to welcome back Brad Barker with Career Education Systems. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, we are talking to Brad. Brad is the has been the director and is the director of education at Career Education Systems for going on in over 35 years. Correct. Wow. Yep. And I remember the day I met you, Brad, in 1993. Uh, so thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Good to be here. Yeah. And as we talked about in the previous episode, um, Career Education Systems has the highest pass rate in Kansas and Missouri for the pre-licensing test for those who then move on to pass their test. So if any of you out there are considering getting a real estate license, one, thank you for tuning into this episode. And two, please go to Career Education's kc.com well it's actually career education systems.com career education systems.com it's kind of funny letty ann we came up with our name back in 1980 before there was an internet if we had known there was going to be an internet.com we would have shortened our name but so it's a long one career education systems.com Beautiful. And that'll be on the screen here for anyone who wants to check out their website. And just a brief recap, for those of you considering uh, getting a license, you'll need to take a pre-licensing class uh, based on the the home state you live in presently. You get your home state first, uh, and then you go on careereducationsystems.com, and you can take an online course. Uh, you can also take a classroom course and mm-hmm. then a nighttime classroom course. Mm-hmm. So you've covered all the bases and um, uh, doing a great job there. And I love all of your instructors, as as I mentioned before. Thank you. So, Brad, in this episode, I'd like to ask you, why is it so, and I'm going to put this in someone else's terms, why is it so easy for someone to get a real estate license? It's a good question as far as why is it easy and I'm not sure it's easy per se because most people are scared to death of a test. But as far as the number of hours, it's just a few weeks, two or three weeks, you're up and running and you're, and you're licensed. Part of that is simply due to federal laws that we want to make it where it's not so prohibitive to get into the industry. And so that's one of the reasons we just don't want to prohibit people from realizing their dream. Again, as you and I have talked, a lot of people in my class have said, I've been thinking about, about this for years, and it's very important, and we want to you know, give them the ability to get that done. And so the, the state, our government, has basically decided to be able to sell real estate, then we have to establish minimum competency in the 72 hours for Missouri or 60 hours for Kansas, and passing an exam is basically good enough to protect the public and allow people to get out there and realize their dream. So, and you've been in this business and probably eat, sleep, and drink this business for yes. decades. Yes. Why do we licensed real estate professionals get such a bad rap, in your opinion? I believe, as far as getting a bad rap, I think it's simply due to the fact that the public doesn't really know what we do. I make it a point, and I've had more people tell me this over the years, Lenny Ann something I told them in the initial pre-license class and people like you uh, that I keep in contact with years later and they'll say, Brad, I remember 15 years ago, I remember what you told me in class. And what they typically say is, you told me in class, brand new getting licensed, that as a real estate agent, that I earn every dime of commission money that I make. And that always stuck with me because when you are good at your job, you make it look easy. And I think when people see a really good real estate agent, they're thinking, gee, that's pretty easy. I could do that until you get out there and try it. And then you realize, my gosh, there's a whole lot of work here. It's the example of a, a sculptor I've always heard. 
sitting there doing a, 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 a sculpting something and somebody walks by and sees them chipping away and somebody says, that doesn't look too hard. And the sculptor says, oh yeah, it's a piece of cake. You just take a hunk of rock, knock off what you don't want. It's like, <laughs> until you try it. And you realize, oh, there's a lot of skill and expertise involved. And I believe that's why a lot of the public doesn't quite understand what we do behind the scenes. I tell my brand new people, tell them what you do. You earn all your money. Uh, draw them a timeline. You know, from the, from the time you start looking at property, letting in to you close on the deal, there's about 55 people that can botch up that entire deal. And that's what real estate agents do. You are there as like a pilot of an airplane. There's turbulence and you find the smooth air. You guys handle all those issues that come into play so people can live their regular lives. They just don't see that. So they tend to think we have an easy job. Not really. Uh, good agents, it's just like any good sales per salesperson. When you really need something, you want a good salesperson, which is what you do, obviously. I love those analogies. They're spot on. And I want to say, when, when someone comes to speak with me about either getting a license or maybe they're considering transferring their license right. or looking for a new office, they'll say, "What's what? You know, hey, how do you like the business? I go, this is one of the most difficult businesses uh -huh. I've ever been in. It's not a cakewalk. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. It requires a lot of discipline and sculpting. <laughs> I mean, you really, yep. someone to help sculpt you, which mm -hmm. I've had several people and I'm successful be because of those people today. Sure. Um, I want to help sculpt other people. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think who you work with is, uh, matters. It does. And, um, but this is truly one of the most difficult businesses. And I think often someone's getting a license because they think it looks so easy, Exactly. but then they dive in and go, oh my word, I had no idea. That's exactly what they say. I had yeah. no idea you all did all this. Yes. We do so many things behind the scenes is what we do. Matter of fact, the National Association of Realtors, they have a commercial that they try to help us out, letting people know what we do. And the commercial is great letting in. Let me just take real quick and explain it. It shows a house for sale, and it shows a dad with his nine-year-old son out in the driveway playing basketball. It shows a mother with her teenage daughter picking out a prom dress. And then it shows the agent behind the scenes working with the lender and the inspector and the title company. And it comes on and says, you have a life to live. We let you live it. We're real estate agents. Real estate is our life. So while you're continuing on living your life, we're doing all the behind-the-scenes thing to make this nice and smooth. And keep in mind, whenever you move on the residential side, it's like the third most stressful thing we go through in our life. And that's what we do for people is hopefully eliminate that so they can keep on living. And we do a lot of behind-the-work scenes. But it's also very fun and rewarding for sure. But it, it is work. No doubt. It, it is work. It, it's a roller coaster ride of emotion. And we're here as licensed real estate professionals to take some of that stress off because we, exactly. I tell everyone in advance, a, a potential client or a client, this is going to be an emotional ride. Here's what you can expect. Exactly. Happy, sad, crying, fighting, not, <laughs> not with me, yes. not with Brad. Huh. Uh, uh, so I just, and Andy knows this. I'm on a mission to take this business back because so many people are having, consumers are having poor experiences across mm -hmm. the nation mm -hmm. that they would rather have a root canal than talk to a licensed <laughs> real estate person. So what can you say to the consumer when they're looking for a buyer's agent? And a buyer's agent, when you secure one, is someone who does far more than open that door and that's all they do. That's only the beginning of what they do. You pick the house as the consumer, and then we see you through the process. Exactly. And I often say we get 
paid, we get paid to solve problems. We solve problems for a profit. Absolutely. So if you're giving advice to the consumer now, Brad, what would you say to someone if they come to you, which they probably have, Brad, how do I find a good agent? I believe that if I'm buying a property, I think there's three main things most buyers want from agents. And that is most buyers say, Lady Ann, can you please find me what I want? And that's easier said than done. It's almost like, well, duh. But a lot of buyers still don't know what they want, quite frankly. So that changes. But the, the first thing is, find me what I want. Second thing most buyers want from their agent is, can you help me with all that paperwork? As a matter of fact, a lot of agents, when they first meet with the buyer, will sit down and go through all of the documents involved in this entire process. And most buyers are just blown away, sellers for that matter, too. There's about 55 or 60 pages of contractual documents by the time it's all said and done. And that's a bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what we do for people so they can live their life. So find me what I want is, uh, is what I'd ask. How are you going to do that as an agent? Secondly, help me with all that paperwork so I don't have to worry about that. And the third thing is help me negotiate the price, which is a big item in our country. Most everywhere else in the world, people negotiate every day. It's just how cultures do it. Not in America. On everything. Uh, yeah, more than they houses. do it on everything. <laughs> That's right. In America, we just pay the price. And so we are, we're not very good at negotiating because we don't practice it, yet that's the number three service that most buyers want. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as though it's rocket science, Lady Ann, but if I'm selling real estate and I'm trying to tell buyers what I do, my website's going to say, here's what I do for you. I'll find you what you want. I'm going to help with all, all that paperwork, and I'm going to help you negotiate the price because most of them are scared to death about this is the biggest financial transaction, Lady mm-hmm. Ann, I'm going to do in my lifetime. I don't want to be stupid here and way overpay for a property or make a bad deal. You know, that's what you're there for. And so that's, as a buyer, when I'm talking to agents, I'm going to say, what are you going to do for me that I can't do for myself? Because if the answer is I'm not sure, then why am I hiring you? Right. What, I'm, what you're going to do for me are those things and the same thing on the seller side. The sellers want to say, how are you going to market the property? And what am I going to net out? And also negotiations are, are a big uh, part of it. Mm-hmm. Just because you're in a weak negotiating position doesn't mean you can't negotiate. Like first-time home buyers have a hard time in the market today. It's so good. Multiple offers all the time. I'm competing. I'm getting you know, uh, beat out every Saturday on a house. Mm-hmm. How do I make sure I get this property? What do I need to include in my offer to make this happen? That's what the agent does. That's what you do. And buyer consultation appointments are so important. Yes. And often often you can't get a buyer who wants to buy a home into the office or a coffee shop to get their needs and wants. And sure. I convey to them, this is how important your needs and wants are. Because yes. as soon as we start looking for a house, yes. your emotions are going to take over. Absolutely. And all of a sudden you're wanting to buy a house with a pool. <laughs> and you just told me last week at the buyer consultation, oh, no pool, but right. we want a fence to Then the emotions take over. And then if someone doesn't bring you back down, really ask you to think about it thoroughly. Um, I, I think oftentimes we're... Uh, counselors as well we are yeah and we didn't even mention the inspection process for both buyer and seller (laughs) but that's okay um i i i want to ask you a couple more questions back to the classroom who are you seeing in the classroom brad you know and what age group or who are the what maybe what decade or what age group are, are they millennials who's coming in for the majority for licenses, or is it just completely, you know, is it the the empty nester now, or Mm -hmm. is it someone with kids in college, or is it a millennial uh, who just out of college, or someone who just graduated high school? What, What are you seeing in the classroom? We do see across the board, the average age 
of real estate agents in this country is still roughly around 55 years old. Oh, okay. So most of us, it's a second career type idea. But I also see 18 or 19 year olds in class all the time. I got my license when I was 19. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, not just for a career per se, but even when I was at college and doing, I was an accountant for a while and I'd have on my resume, I had a real estate license and you don't see that for a lot of 20 year old kids or 22 year old kids. And so that's a nice thing to have. But in our classroom, um, we are seeing a, a broad range, but predominantly it's um, not majority millennials, even though we do have millennials by all means. And it's always a good time to get a license, quite honestly, just to have it. And if nothing else, Lady Ann, I've had so many people tell me, you know, Brad, I tried real estate. It just wasn't for me. And I said, do something you like. Life is short. If you just don't like this, do something else. But they have said, I so enjoy the training. I learned so much just from personally when I buy and sell real estate, this was well worth it. So we're seeing that across the board. But I'd say the majority of our people are in classes are the 30 to 40 to 50 year olds and, and retirees. Yep. Sometimes they retire and I'll have a guy tell me, my wife said, get out of the house, go do something. You're <laughs> driving me crazy. Uh, we get those folks as well. So it's, it's really across the board. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm trying to think of, I just had a question for you. Forgive me for the stutter, my producer. Well, I can tell you about millennials a little bit, not only as far yes, as being be in class, yes, but the question that comes up all the time in continuing education classes, and that is, are, are millennials still buying houses these days, or are they just renting, and is real estate still a good investment or not? That's something else that comes up, especially in the CE classes that you and I take. Right. And Continuing education. For that's right. I'm sorry. I'm talking in the, in letters. That's bad. Thank that's you, okay. Lenny Ann. Yeah, for, con for continuing education. That's kind of hard for me to say. But for most of us in this country, buying a house is probably the best wealth builder we can have. Indeed. Now, granted, if, if you want to invent Instagram and become a millionaire overnight, those things happen as well. But for most of us out there, uh, it's it's a wealth building issue. And a lot of millennials are kind of scared that they've been through foreclosures or short sales of the Great Recession from 2008 to 2012. But really, in the long haul, it enables people to achieve goals. You're going to have to have some kind of housing expense anyway. And a rent payment and a mortgage payment is about the same. Now, granted, there's a down payment issue involved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of millennials, I think, are just scared of the whole process. Like, well, the loan is so you know frightening and everything. It's really not all that bad. It's just like putting your money into 401ks, mutual funds. They always say, the earlier you start, you know, it, your life's much better later on down the road. And the same thing in real estate. The earlier you, you start and build up equity, then you can say... My, my real dream is to buy that 10 acres and have a pond. It's kind of hard to get there if you're just renting for the first 10 years of your life. Mm -hmm. And after 10 years, that 1500 bucks a month or 1200 bucks a month or whatever has simply gone to rent and you have no equity and it's, it's difficult. But if, if you put that same money towards a house and build up equity and have 50 or 60 or 70,000 bucks of equity at the end of 10 years, it's like we said earlier, the best time to buy real estate was five or 10 years ago. Then all of a sudden you're saying, hey, I can, I can really accomplish my goal now a little bit easier. Do you think education is key? So for, yes. these, for these millennials, so they don't know what to expect. It's true. They don't know what they need to put down. Oh, well, we have no money saved. Right. Or we only have, you know, we don't have 20%. Sure. You know, that's just old school thinking. Sure. But we encourage anyone watching who's considering buying a property, 
uh, reach out to uh, someone you trust in the real estate business. Of course, my number's right here. You're welcome to call. Um, but ask questions. I mean, it's sure. not a commitment. Um, and timing is everything. You might have a lot of questions this year, but you might not even buy until 2021. Exactly. So uh, educate yourself. Uh, get in with someone who knows what they're doing, knows about the business, knows the yeah. local market right. and the hyper-local market because Kansas City is a big place. It is. Yeah. I had a 30-year-old in class the other day who just bought his first home. And he was a bartender, made pretty good money. And a real estate agent like yourself finally convinced him to go buy a house. And he talked to his lender. And, and the lender said, how long have you been making this kind of money? He said, oh, when I was 22, I started. I've been making this money for the past eight years. And the lender said, why didn't you come to me eight years ago? You could have <laughs> bought a house then. And he said, I had no idea. I just yeah. thought it was out of my reach. So they need to call you. Absolutely. Yeah, education is key. And that's really part of the reason for this podcast in and of itself is to ask questions, reach mm-hmm. out, get the answers, then you know where to go from there. Right. So we, we only have a couple of minutes left. Sure. I want to say, uh, I want to remind everybody that you can also, our licensed persons out there, you can also get uh, continuing education classes, CE classes, there we go. at careereducationsystems.com. Yes. Uh, look into those. There's some really out-of-the-box, great uh, courses that one can take for CE there. I mean, ones that you can't get at the board. <laughs> so please look at their CE classes online and, and, and maybe invest in uh, some classes there for your continuing yeah. education. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate I always learn something from guests, and it's always good to see you. So thank you so much. Great to be here, Letty Ann. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome.